Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me Hero expert Morgan Taylor. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi. hi. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. And we're going to talk about the importance of building your online presence in today's business landscape, which is super important. Uh, let's talk about entrepreneurs who might have started a business during the pandemic and they're trying to build their online presence. What are some of the things they can do to stand out from other businesses that are similar to theirs? Yeah. So, I mean, without going too into depth on on search engine optimization and, and the more technical aspects, I think the key is creating content. And it's I would say the most important part about of building your online presence and the most important part, um, or at least one of the pillars of getting organic traffic to your site as well. So I would just look at what the other people are doing in your space and then try to pick a unique actionable angle that you can make content with or out of that they're not doing. As long as it is like, I would say actionable, giving people advice they can walk away with, um, that kind of thing. Right. So, I mean, one of the things I always tell people is to write blog posts. I mean, it's like the oldest thing in the book is, uh, you know, Google and search engines and meta crawlers are always looking for uh, dynamic content, new content versus like static websites. So in terms of writing blogs and you're saying they should look for other competitors who, and maybe they have a blog, but you're saying maybe they are not writing about certain topics. Yeah, exactly. I always think of it like going for the lowest hanging fruit. So you can either try to compete for certain topics or searches that have a massive amount of searches each day, or you can pick something that with one or two blog posts on the topic, you can become the authority, um, either in Google's eyes or by, you know, in, through uh, social media. Got it. So basically choosing, I mean, your industry is already chosen, your market's chosen, but then the subtopics within it, try to find one that's not really being tackled so that you can kind of take over the search rankings. That's a good idea. Now let's talk about, uh, you know, actually the business landscape that has changed over the last couple of years. I mean, we're in the middle of so many different historic events. It'll take too long to list them all. So how have entrepreneurs had to change and shift the way that they boost their online presence in the past couple of years? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we know the pandemic was probably one of the biggest drivers of people pushing to increase their online presence. We had, you know, brick and mortar stores closing down, all these things, a lot of people ordering online if you're in e-commerce or, or what have you. Um, I think it has gotten a lot more competitive uh, I think Google, even in the last couple of years, has gotten a lot savvier about how they how they analyze content as well. Um, uh, and sorry, what was the uh, well? What the, actually? Let's talk about that for a second. How has Google become savvier at analyzing content? Well, it used to be, I would say, that you could hire someone off a site like Fiverr uh, for six dollars an hour, or whatever, two cents a word, or whatever, what have you, and they could write. You know, there were very specific benchmarks you hit. 750 words, you can use this keyword this many times, and you could kind of mm. hack Google's uh, algorithm, if you will. And so that piece of content could be written by someone with very little content experience and still get your site ranked. Uh, it's not that simple anymore. Uh, they generally will see through what they would call keyword stuffing into articles and that kind of thing. I think it really pays to just focus on providing quality with the article and not get too hung up on on keywords these days. And then of course they've also uh, really um, 
tamp down on some of the backlinking uh, strategies as well. So, mm. I mean, backlinking is a huge thing from what I remember is getting your links posted on other blogs and other websites to come back to your, your blog and your website. So why has that changed in recent years? Yeah, that's another one that's uh, a lot has changed, you know, with, with search engine optimization in particular and really all digital marketing, it's like you, if you're going to be an authority in the space, you have to keep up with, with the new events. You can't just kind of sit on your laurels and uh, people like maybe even only three years ago, the common technique of getting a site to link to yours was somebody would show you a list of backlinks or sites and say, pick this, this one, this one, pay me a couple bucks, whatever. I think we've all gotten email spam by people with a list of sites that, you know, that they're selling. Um, most of those sites by now have been recognized by Google as uh, private blog networks that sell backlinks. Um, so they've definitely cracked down on that. Um, they're a lot more particular about what they would consider an organic backlink. Um, so generally sites that are just a blog for a blog's sake, uh, that don't have a product or service. It's a little bit suspicious in their eyes. Mm. Um, so you're saying most websites that have a service or a product that also have a blog are, are more, you know, looked at by Google as a, pre a premier website versus just like a blog that doesn't have anything associated with it? Well, I, I, you know, I think it's, it's because of this. So, uh, in general, a site with a service or product is not going to sabotage their SEO or marketing by selling backlinks because they have something they want to sell to get out there. Okay. Whereas blogs that sell backlinks or do content to market it in that way, they tend to tick the boxes that Google looks for that they can see, okay, we have this ratio of inbound to outbound backlinks on a site. Okay. This huh. looks suspicious. So in a way, I think they, they kind of um, out themselves to Google in that sense. Interesting. So how are some ways to get backlinks? Because I mean, that's like a pretty big way to get traffic to your site or your blog. What is, is there a way to get through the new way of doing things that to get quality backlinks? Yeah, there's a few techniques and there's, um, you know, kind of what we specialize in, which is using, uh, Harrow or Harrow or however you want to call it short for help or reporter out. It's something really anyone can do if they have the time. And that's just, you, you sign up for their newsletter. There's journalists and bloggers who are looking for experts to contribute in an article. You can send them a little snippet or soundbite. They might use it and you might get a link. It takes time and you got to put thought into it, but it is an organic way of building links. Um, so, so let, let's, let's talk about that a bit. Cause I mean, I, you know, for somebody that's watching this or listening, this is what I teach. This is where I'm per currently at in one of my startups. We're in, in the midst of having to do the exact same thing you just said. So how do we reach out to the journalists with the snippet, with the information that you're saying, data, statistics or whatnot? How, what's the approach? You said you have to be careful. You said you have to take your time. Well, let's go through it. What are the steps? Well, um, I'll say this. So with Help a Reporter Out, you might run into amazing publications that you could really, it would be very hard to get on. But the other, the thing is there's thousands of other people that see a journalist from Forbes asking for, you know, business owners to weigh in on this topic. So it's difficult. They're going to get a lot of responses. So when you do something like this, if you take this approach, I, I would highly recommend make your answer as unique as possible and stand out as much as possible, which takes time. And if you can provide data or statistics, that looks really good. Um, 
you know, at the end of the day, though, they, they do want just a nice quote or, or soundbite they can take from your pitch. If you're familiar with the platform, hopefully I'm not um, kind of losing most of your audience with that one. Well, it looks like we're all going to look it up, um, help a reporter out. I, I, I personally haven't heard of it. And coming from someone who was a reporter uh, for almost a decade, I've never heard of it, believe it or not. Uh, maybe that's because I was the one being pitched. Um, so this, this is something that I always tell people is, first of all, you have to be personal when you reach out to a journalist or a reporter is maybe mentioning one of their posts that you resonate, that resonated with you, why you liked it, why you found it funny, why you found it interesting. Don't pitch them anything. Um, just, you know, simply grab their attention with a one liner saying, I loved your post about how to make new friends in today's society or whatever. Um, and then maybe something else about, uh, a product or service, maybe that they might be interested in the data point. So like, you know, 86% of people we found are having trouble finding friends in America. And so we might want to have a conversation about that. Is that a good approach to, to do it, to not really pitch them, but just give them information that, like you said, they might be able to use? Yeah, that's spot on. I mean, if you're going in there trying to go on about how great your business is or something, something, it's you're going to lose them instantly. Again, they're going through hundreds of emails from other business owners, CEOs. Uh, yeah, you just want to do a strict value add. Remember, they're doing you the favor, really. So you got to provide, you know, if you actually get a backlink from them, I mean, it's it's great. It's like a yeah. huge for you. You can go on your site and say, as you know, as seen on USA on, Today yeah. or Wall Street Journal or whatever. Like, yeah, even we, if it's just one quote. Well, I mean, it's it's still true, right? So yeah, it took a long time for us to do that for one of my last startups, and we had to use a PR firm to help us. Just, it's very difficult to do. So I agree. So let's talk a little bit about uh, SEO strategy. I know you mentioned it's it's like another topic and all that, but I mean you are an expert at this. So let's get let's give our audience some tips on small business SEO strategy. How can they rank higher without paying thousands for Google ads? Yeah, you definitely don't want to do Google ads. And uh, I mean, there are some businesses. I will say, if you're a local business that is fairly niche and you're not competing for a wide search. Uh, a wide uh, search volume among thousands of people and your ads are pretty cheap. Like say you're in like, a, I don't know, a cat grooming business or something locally. My, my wife does that, by the way. Uh, you can, cat you cat can, grooming. We should talk yeah. about that a little bit. I I thought it was just dog grooming. I thought cats no. don't like being groomed. <laughs> it's a thing. And it's, and that, and then with her, it's so niche that you can do an ad and, and it's, it pays off. But generally I never recommend doing Google ads. They're very expensive. Yeah. CEO is the least expensive long-term marketing strategy you can do uh, to bring traffic. You don't need to keep refreshing ads and that kind of thing. But anyways, um, if I was a, a fairly new business owner, limited budget, um, again, I would go back to what I was saying earlier. You really need some content. It pays to get a right. You know, you don't need to pay someone a hundred or $200 an hour to write articles for you. If you don't have the time to write them yourself, I, I, I mean, I recommend you, if you do have time, write some articles yourself, but if you don't just get a nice mid-level writer who can do at least four articles a month for you on topics. Um, you know, I really think if you're the owner, you should be able to pick out some good content topics. Uh, if you really need help, you could research that. Um, but What's definitely up? let's talk, good. let's, let's, let's dig into this for a second. Cause it's again, we're, we're in the middle of writing articles for our blog and we've been discussing the, uh, the consistency, right? So you're saying four times a month. We were doing Mondays and Thursdays. We were, we were releasing an article on Mondays and Thursdays around noon. 
And now I'm starting to think, well, let's just, we have a, we have a backlog of articles and we're thinking, why not just push them out every day just to start getting content out. Now, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Does it matter how often you do it? Does it matter what days you put it out? Um, I agree with you on hiring a writer. We've hired a couple. One good resource is colleges. You find writing departments with kids who need credits and they need experience in the real world. And they're pumping out these really, really high quality articles for very low amount per article. So there's some good resources out there besides Fiverr and stuff like that. But um, yeah, let's talk about uh, timelines for article posting and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I can't just as a disclaimer, I can't say to like know the perfect uh content timeline or anything like that. When I when I say for a month, I'm really just putting myself in the shoes of someone with a limited budget. Uh in general, you want to get content out as much as possible, as okay. much as your budget can afford. Um okay. as long as you're all you know, as long as you're also making sure that you're getting backlinks as well to your site. Uh but content should always be the priority, uh, in my opinion. Now, one thing I want to ask too, because again, we're, man, so many things that I could be asking you, um, with, uh, too bad we don't have enough time left, but the articles we then repurpose into social media. And what that means is we take a graphic, we take the headline, we put the link, we post it into stories, we post the, the text of the description on Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, you name it. Is that something else they should be doing is posting it everywhere you can since it's free and then try to get users to come? read yeah absolutely uh if you don't have a linkedin get one try to boost your following as much as you can any piece of content you want to get as much juice out of it as possible because you're paying for it it's your content you know it makes for a great post you know anywhere you can facebook groups if they if they allow it i mean a lot of them have rules about posting your own content that kind of thing but anywhere you can get it out definitely so tell me um an audience here what you guys do at jolly seo and how they can how you can help out yeah, sure. So um, as I was talking about help reporter out, that's really what one of our specialties is we make that a hands-off process for people who don't have time to reach out to journalists. Uh, so we, we do that. We have an expert writer who can do that and help you out with that. Um, so that's one of our m- most popular services. And, and we kind of actually put that on the, the map for a lot of SEO agencies uh, in terms of productizing it. Uh, we, we also have another backlink building service, which is also organic backlink building. Um, it's a little more flexible in terms of what, you know, what we can do as compared to Hara, where everything is in the journalist hand. But the emphasis is all always on backlinks that will stand the test of time with Google's algorithm changes. We never pay for backlinks or use any of those lists or anything. And we do it all in house. So fantastic. And what's the website? Uh, jollyseo.co so that's j-o-l-l-y-s-e-o dot c-o not dot com awesome and you heard it from morgan guys jollyseo.co check it out for some awesome backlinking and harrow help a reporter out thanks morgan and hope you guys all learned something from this episode we'll see you the next one hope you enjoyed the episode if you learned something today please support this podcast by subscribing to it sharing it with your friends and leaving a five-star review You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.